why and also if we have alignment variations, front variations, hopefully that looks, it, it gives the defense a little bit different look. They're not sure where it is going to be pre or post snap. So it just gives us a little bit of alignment variation. How do you feel there was a feeling out period for weeks after losing Matt and Tredavious and Daquan and, and kind of figuring out how to fit what pieces in and, and do you feel you're past that point now and that's why things kind of seem uh, stronger than ever? Well, when you lose players of that caliber, there's, there's definitely an adjustment, whether you want to acknowledge that or not as coaches and players, there is an adjustment. Those are significant uh, contributors to our defense. And so you have to all of a sudden figure out uh, who's doing what and how the new players, the new pieces are going to function and then how to get everybody working at the same level as as we did prior to those guys not being available. Eric, against Kansas City and Dallas, you had a great lineup inside for a couple of snaps, Shaq inside as well. What do you like about that matchup, getting those athletic guys uh, inside? Sure, just the, the quickness, the short area quickness, and with Greg in particular, his length. If you're trying to affect the quick passing game with mesh concepts, crossing routes, or when an offense is trying to get, get the ball out of out of their hand via the quarterback, you know, Greg's tough to throw over. We, we've seen that with him, with A.J. Those guys are tough to throw over, and hopefully you can exploit a little bit of a short area quickness advantage inside when we get the guards one-on-one. Slater is so good, Chargers, you know, pretty impressive. Uh, did you go into that game thinking – we may have to do more pressures or simulated pressures. I mean, I realize a lot goes into that, the quarterback, but I mean, just the solidness of that on the outside. What do you think about that? Well, we, we, we always go in with, with, with wanting to have balance and um, with, as far as a game plan is concerned. And um, we were able to do that. Uh, we know who the dangerous, we, there's certain people that we just don't want to get started. And so if we can take, we can affect them with speeding the quarterback up or with fortifying the coverage in that direction, that's what you'd like to be able to do is to just have a little bit of balance in your game plan and affect those explosive elements with, with some of those things. Uh, yesterday, Sean said that playing time is earned uh, when he was talking, uh, answering a question about Von Miller. What in your mind is, is Von doing to earn that playing time? Work, just working hard and um, uh, continuing to work toward being in a position to get back to what we're used to seeing. Um, you know, you know, Vaughn has 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 earned a lot of respect. He's earned a lot of leeway, and uh, his situation is one that I'm not sure everybody is privy to with respect to him working back through the injury, tough injury, and just getting himself back into a position where he can he can really affect the quarterback in the way that we're used to seeing. So he's working his tail off. Uh, I'm satisfied with that, and uh, we'll just continue to move forward with that. Did he, a, did he have a setback that you're referring to there? Well, not so much a setback, but there, there are ups and downs. There are times when you, when uh, in the process of, of working your way back to an elite level or to a consistently productive level, there are going to be ebbs and flows. There are going to be setbacks with, with, uh, with respect to – him being able to depend and count on, you know, what he can do, his body, his legs, everything, the coordination. And so 
I wouldn't say uh, setbacks, but there are definitely some 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 consistency areas that we want to try and make sure that we get to. And Vaughn's working hard on that. At least from the numbers, you know, the statistics, they're not there. So how do you weigh? And I'm sure you measure production in other ways other than just baseline stats, but how do you weigh his performance and what you're getting from him versus what you might be getting from someone else on your roster? Well, and you just mentioned it. You know, there are things that are obvious and there are things sometimes that are just obvious to us. And as far as stats, Vaughn has affected the game for the benefit of others with, with as it pertains to our rush. You know, there have been some areas where we've been able to get the quarterback down and he's been an integral part of that, but he didn't necessarily get credit for that. But we know what he did to affect the outcome of that play as a rusher. You know, if, if for example, the other night when, when uh, Puna Ford was able to sack the quarterback in the red zone, if Vaughn is two, three yards up the field, it gives the quarterback a lane to escape. Uh, Vaughn's rush technique fit that situation. It fit the launch point of the quarterback. And it was able to keep a nice tight box around the quarterback so he didn't have options to escape or extend the play. So some of those things are very, very valuable. It's not, well, it's not necessarily that, the, the, the standout splash statistical things that we're used to seeing, but it definitely gives us a chance to have positive outcomes. Coach, I realize teams morph and change through the course of the year. Obviously, the Patriots offense has some of those new quarterbacks. Is their M.O. and approach on offense essentially the same from what you've been able to tell? Or has he brought maybe some new preferences based on his decision-making or other things to that offense? Well, without being in, in – uh, I think what we're seeing from this particular quarterback is I think he's taking care of the football. I think the offense – I think they have an offensive philosophy, uh, and I think that has persisted. And I think this, this young man is doing a, a little bit better job of taking care of the football and not uh, giving uh, the defense opportunities to take the ball away and, and, and some of those types of things. I don't see a lot of variation offensively, but I'm sure that there are some things with his skill set that may be unique to him. I know one thing. I know he's, he's much more elusive. He can extend plays, and he probably runs a little bit more than what we've seen, so we have to be aware of that. We have to make sure that he can't extend plays. Juan Jones getting ramped up here over the last two weeks. What have you seen, and then what are your expectations once he is kind of clear to play? Uh, Daquan looks great, and and that's a culmination of a of a lot of hard work from the point that he he became not available to us uh, from the once we got back from London, and Daquan has been. Just from a mindset standpoint, he's been looking forward. He, he decided at that particular point that he was going to come back and play. And what he's done uh, away from the field has just been has been phenomenal, along with our training staff. And so uh, he's been out, he's been working, and um, he's anxious to get back out there. And I'm, I'm, I'll be excited to see him out there. Hey, Eric, after the game the other night, Terrell Bernard was disappointed when, when he called communication breakdowns and mental mistakes. That's what you guys saw as a staff. Uh, what sort of caused those? Well, you know, just some of the uncertainty of uh, the formations, just different looks that you may get, maybe unscouted looks. And just and when the game starts to speed up, you, you want to be crisp. You want to be sharp with your communication and make sure you have absolute certainty pre-snap. And I know exactly what Terrell is referring to. And um, I like the fact that, you know, he's hard on himself in that way because that with that position – 
comes a lot of responsibility in terms of communicating to the front and making sure that the back seven, that those guys are all on the same page. Uh, and he'll continue to get better with that. There have been some times where he's been outstanding, and then there were a couple of lapses the other night, and we're on top of that. He's on top of it. As a, uh, like a developer of players and an evaluator of prospects, when, what takeaways do you have when you think of A.J. Epinesa's four years? That he's grown tremendously, and uh, that speaks to his character. You know, when uh, AJ and I came into this into this program together, my first year coincided with his. And from day one, AJ has been not concerned with um, the role that he's had to play or that he's been thrust thrust in, as much as just being extremely productive when his number is called or when he has an opportunity to go out and play. AJ has matured. He's able to acquire a lot more information pre-snap and via the situation that he finds himself in. And um, so there's just been a lot of growth, a lot of growth due to time on task and and a lot of his just personal investment in getting better. Well, I, I think I know that AJ is spending a lot of time away from the daily schedule. I know that he's he's made a concerted effort to um, to invest in that way, and uh, it's paying off. AJ, when by the time we get to a certain game plan segment, AJ is already well briefed on uh, that situation and a lot of the personnel that he's going to have to face and compete against. So his what he's doing away from the schedule has really gone up and. And uh, AJ is able to go back now and to reference a lot of situations and experiences that he's had over the almost four years that he's been in the National Football League and in this particular situation. And he's and he, right. His confidence is everything. And I love where he is with that. And he's put a lot of work in to make sure that his preparation feeds into that. I know you talked about Ed and, you know, the game he had last week, but to see him hit a goal that he had, like, really, I mean, Financially, was helpful, but also like he, you know, for himself, he wanted to hit that, and like to see the years he's put together, just as someone who's seen him grow the way you have. Like, I guess, what is that like as a coach to see that? Very, very, very gratifying. And um, I don't think Ed will mind me sharing this. Ed, Ed obviously affected the game the way that he did. And um, on Christmas Day, Ed sent me. He communicated to me that there are some areas that he wanted to be better in. So when you look at that, when you hear someone talk about wanting to be sharper and better in a specific area after producing the way that he did and in the manner that he did, that's really cool to see because he has an attitude of not being satisfied but also not being surprised when he's able to affect the game in the manner that he did. AJ, the, you know, from a coaching standpoint, patience, having coaching patience with him, I mean, you know, because obviously he's better than he was. When he came in, you know, how, how do you uh, balance that? You know, whereas like sometimes you say, so, well, we, we don't really have that many young guys. But, uh, you know, like this young guy, we got to feed him, force feed him a little bit, you know, because that's how he's going to get better. What do you think about that? Well, um, it, it, the, the process and development happens sometimes when it happens. And you as a, as a coach, as a facilitator, you want to affect that. Uh, you want it to happen as fast as you possibly can because we we need the production, and we need it we need it yesterday. 
but there is a certain there there is a fine line between having high expectations and uh, understanding that development will occur organically and naturally, and also kind of pushing the player toward that, or pushing the person toward that. AJ's matured. We have a great relationship. I think all of the guys respond to the process that we have, the, 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 our training process. It's consistent. They understand it. There's a lot of trust there. So, um, And let's, let's be honest. It, this is, it isn't like this is the first year that A.J. has produced sacks or, 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 or splash plays. I think the rate and some of the situations that he's been able to do those things in, he's putting everything together now. His point of attack run defense, his winning one-on-one as a pass rusher, uh, dropping into coverage. There's just a lot of detail with what he's doing and really proud of him. And then uh, another thought, uh, you know, <coughs> Greg, uh, you know, had another good run defense game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about the, uh, like, unselfish element? I mean, some guys who are obsessed with sex, they might see them take themselves upfield and out of, uh, out of the play on a, on a rundown, and you don't really see Greg doing that too much. No, no. You know, Greg, it, that's just not his character. Uh, Greg is going to react to the information that he's given, and um, – and Greg's not he's not he's not hunting production outside of the situation or the call or the information that he's getting. He's gonna do his job. And that's the beautiful thing about him. And that's why he's been a starter here since day one, because as a rookie and even during the draft process, you know, we saw that. We saw that level of character with him. And um, you know, Greg had eight sacks last year. He had a little bit of ran into a little bit of a bump, but we played him all over the the, uh, the defensive line. And he's affected the game for others and for our defense and team. So uh, uh, Greg will have plenty of opportunities, and he'll have his double-digit moments maybe this year. Uh, you, just, you just can never count him out.